Shalom, we're up to Yumadav. And today's sugya essentially deals with two topics. Chinuch, bimachanich, young children in fasting for Yom Kippur. And secondly, the three big averis that we say, Yeharik v'al Yaravar. Let's begin with the Mishnah. It says that young children do not fast on Yom Kippur. But, that being said, a year or two before the archive, a girl at 12 and a boy at 13, we should be mechanech them, educate them, train them, so that they will be regilin b'mitzvahs. Now, the, the, the Gemara now discusses at what age do you begin and how are you mechanech them. So the first question the Gemara asks is as follows. You telling me that two years before the child is a bar or bas mitzvah, they are chayev to start practicing for Yom Kippur. Why would you need to tell me that one year before? If they have to start two years before, of course they have to start one year before. So if Chista says, it depends on the constitution of the child. A sick child would only begin one year before. Well, a healthy one can start two years before. Rev Huna adds that even an eight or nine-year-old, three or four years before their chiyuv to fast, they should already start practicing fasting for a few hours. Add on a couple of hours every year to get them used to that, the concept of fasting. By 10 and 11, they should fast entirely, but only midrabbanan. Depending if they're healthy or of a less healthy constitute, they should start hourly fastings at 8 or 9, 10 and 11 midrabbanan, 12 and 13 is so 12 is going to be for a girl. Rav Nachman says, a little different than Rav Huna, but he's talking about a boy, not necessarily arguing. He says that at 9 or 10, start fasting hourly, 10, uh, 11 or 12, Midra Bonan, and at 13, at Bar Mitzvah, fast Midra Raisa. Rav Yechanan says that we never make a child fast entirely, a full fast Midra Bonan. Rather, at 10 or 11, they fast hourly. And at 12, a girl is going to be chayef midaraisa. But we don't go back more than one or two years. As opposed to Rav, Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, that would say we do go back three, four years. Now, our Mishnah said that we're mechanic children a year or two before Yom Kippur. So according to Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, that makes sense. A year or two before Yom Kippur, they're fasting midr But according to Rav Yechanan, what are you doing a year or two before? Rav Huna and Rav Nachman are going to say that, look, a year or two before their chiyuv mitzvahs, they're going to be fasting midr A year or two before that, we're being mechanech them to do hourly. According to Rav Yechanan, he's going to learn that a year or two before they're actually bar bar mitzvah, we're going to be mechanech them by having them fasting for chinuch. Not midrabanan, just hourly. Mishnah is not telling us to go back more than a year or two. Now the Gemara asks a question under Funerdam Nachman from a Brisa that tells us from, from Rabbah Bar Shmuel that children do not fast on Yom Kippur, but we are mechanach them a year or two before they're actually chayed, before they get Shtesaris, which sounds like Rav Yechanan, that only one or two years before their actual Bar Bar Mitzvah, when they're 10 and 11. 11 and 12, depending on the constitution. 
But what's Rav Huna and Rav Nachman going to say to this? They'll have to answer that these are the Rabbanon fasts, which are complete fast days. But even two years before these years, we'll already start being Mechanech children in hourly fasting. And the Gemara says, do we ever say that we're being Mechanech a child and we're going to make them fast an entire fast for Chinuch? Abraisa tells us that Chinuch is making a child cut off an hour or two of eating. If he normally eats at 2 o'clock, feed him at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock normally, then feed him at 4 o'clock. Chinuch sounds like an hourly fasting, not a complete fast. So Rabbi Bar Ula says that there are two types of Chinuch. You could be mechanach a child, how to fast an entire fast, and be mechanach them about the concept of fasting, about, you know, you'll be hungry for an extra hour. This is the inkling of what fasting feels like. Now, our next Mishnah tells us that if a woman is pregnant and she smells food, so it could be dangerous for her to have a taiva for food and not eat. So you're allowed to feed her the amount that it takes to calm that hunger, that taiva. A sick person should be fed by the hands of experts. If there are no experts, no professionals there, then you let the person feed themselves and they'll be the gauge to tell you that they're full, they don't need any more food. Not that they're full, but they don't have that need for food. In the olden days, they used to eat till they were full. Nowadays, they, they used to eat till they weren't hungry. Now we eat till we're full. So, in Yom Kippur, we eat till we're not hungry. We're not, even less than not hungry. We're not even, we're just misyashiv das. No longer craving the food. Now, the Gemara brings a case where a pregnant woman smells meat. The problem is that this meat is hectish, or it is treif, it's, uh, or it's basar chazir, it's pork. But the problem is that she is pregnant and she's craving this. So we would stick a stick into the sauce and put that on her mouth, and hopefully that will be enough to calm that craving. If not, then we actually give her some of the sauce. And if that doesn't work, we could actually feed her some of the fat. Because nothing stands in the way of pikuach nefesh, except for three things. How do we know Avadizara overrides a life, overrides Pikuach Nefesh? This is from a Braiswar. Eliezer tells us the Pasuk says, Bechol Nafshecha. We serve Hashem with all of our Nefesh. What does that mean? It also says, Bechol Miladecha. Why do I need both? Serve with all your soul and all of your, we translate it as money. It's also with all of your Ma'id, with all of your everythingness, all of your incredible human potential. But the Gemara tells us that if a person loves his body more than his money, you have to give up your, 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 your body, your life, for Hashem. But if a person likes his money more than his body, which is possible, it also says you have to serve Hashem with all your money. This teaches us that Shuvichas Domim, that Avaidazara is over, overridden, overrides Bikuachna. This is one of the Now, So, the Baisa tells us that Rebbe says, when it comes to a Narahamurasa, it says, that this act of taking advantage of this Nara is akin to murder. What does murder have to do with the Narahamurasa? Just like you are supposed to save a murdery. If you see 
someone going to kill someone, you're supposed to kill the murderer, so too you must stop someone who is going to commit rape. Likewise, just like murder is Yehardik Val Yavar, a person should be killed rather than killing. So to when it comes to Gilu Arias, if someone it's either your life or Gilu Arias, Yehardik Val Yavar. The correct choice is to... Wait, but how do we know that murder itself is supposed to... Is Yeharik V'al Yavar. We learn now... We learn Gilead Arayas from Ritzicha. But how do we know Ritzicha? That's a svara. We had a story that just makes sense. It's logical that you can't kill someone to save your own life. Someone came to Ravo, Rebbe, and he said that the governor is, is telling me that either I kill someone or he's going to kill me. What should I do? Rebbe says... The uh, I hate to tell you this, but the answer is that you have to die because who says that his blood is redder than yours? Who says your blood is redder? Maybe his blood is redder. How can you decide that your v'chai behem comes before his v'chai behem? Some explain that this is a sheval tasa because it's a suffolk. Now the Gemara tells a story of a pregnant woman who smelled food that came to Rebbe and they said, what are we supposed to do? Should we feed her on him kipper? Rebbe said, whisper in her ear that today's him kipper. They did that, and that calmed her down. She didn't need it anymore. So, Rebbe said about this woman, that even when a child is in utero, this child's already holy before he's even born. And that fetus was born to become Rebbe Yoichanon. There's another story where they came to Rebbe Hanina. They said, you know, she she's very weak, and... She's smelling food. Uh, should we give it to her? And they tried this, you know, whispering to her that it's Tim Kipper, but that didn't calm her down. So Hanina said about this child, that evil are also evil already in the womb. And that child was Shapsai Eitzer Piri, who was a person who bought out the entire market of fruits, of essentials, when they were cheap, and since he owned it all, he was able to jack up the price and sell it for much more. Tinkas explains that sometimes uh, a child can actually be born with the evils already, and this is not a, an issue of Bechira, um, because his neshama is eternal. And in fact, the Aver is that this neshama is going to do later in his life, since the neshama is beyond time, it affects the neshama already from the womb. That's why Esav was already chasing Avedizara in, in the womb because he was going to spend his, his entire existence doing Avedizara, so that already created that Teva in the past. But the past, past, and the future are all the same, Anishama. Interesting idea. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for learning with me.